Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast. We have been traveling a little bit over the last couple of days. Mac, of course, was in Raleigh for the big NC State game. And I just got back from Louisville doing some basketball stuff. And so it's very fitting because we are talking with a Louisville guest. I want to say, Mac, your recommendation of hitting up Jeff Ruby's. I mean, your your restaurant recs are always good. And Jeff Ruby's, we just sat at the bar and hung out and, and had some some food. But Jeff Ruby's was it. I enjoyed isn't it. it a, so thank isn't you. Isn't it a cool vibe? It's a great very vibe. Very cool. It's a really cool vibe. And the food yes. is great. What what'd you get? What, what were you what were you picking on? I got the salmon okay. and a Choice. Caesar salad. Perfect. And it was delicious. So that place, I'm surprised you didn't get a steak. I don't know what's wrong with it. Well, you know, um, I didn't I I'm not as big of a baller as you. And I was with other people and I didn't want to, you know, I, was, I just didn't feel the like the time to go get the $120 steak. It didn't feel okay. like the time. <laughs> Next time. Next time. When we Next go, time. you know, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it big. But yeah, Jeff Ruby's great spot. As always. Um, but yeah, you know what? You should have hit up our guests. We should have done this in person. Instead, I, I had to do this solo. I was so scared. I was thinking technical things are going to go wrong. Luckily, nothing did. And our guest was unbelievable. Keytrail Clark, just a super bright young man, very well spoken. I love this interview. I had met him a couple of times and knew that he, w- he would be awesome if we ever got him on the podcast. But he took it way above you know anything that I ever thought it would be. He's playing at a super high level right now, and uh, one of the leaders of this vaunted Louisville defense. Mm. Without further ado, KG, let's get to the interview. Hang out with my man, Keytrail. Keytrail Clark, welcome to the podcast, my man. Really appreciate you being on today. Listen, you guys have won four in a row. You're playing at such a high level defensively. How were you guys able to flip that switch? Because you started off two and three, and now you're just balling right now, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, um, man. The main thing was just coming together, uh, playing as, as a family, you know. Uh, that's that's a big thing that, you know, Coach Souders, our uh, strength coach, and, you know, Coach Satterfield has really embarked on us is just to be a family, man. Um, we can't be a team full of individuals and have all these individual goals. Um, with team goals, you know, with team wins comes the individual success also. So we just have to understand that, man, we just got to play together, play as one, and know that we are better together. Um, and it's been working out for us, man, and we just got to continue to just keep on climbing up this hill. Um, right now, as people will say, we're about to, we're about to go through a gauntlet. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to be tough, man, but if we play together, um, we can accomplish anything. No, no question. We'll get to that gauntlet in a second. No question about that. Because like you said, it, it's a rough little stretch here uh, to, to kind of end the season. I want to go back just for a, a moment, just to look at the, the mindset of the team and go back to the start of the season, just because you guys could have quit. You could have given up on each other and, and you absolutely didn't. It almost galvanized you and brought you together even more. How were you guys able to do that after starting 0-3 in the league? Um, The main thing was, you know, the past couple seasons, we've lost some ACC games, and that's when we crumbled, you know, and we didn't stick together. It was just like the definition of insanity is just continue to do the same thing 
over and over and over again and expect a different result. So uh, what we had to do was just look in the mirror um, and just be like, man, we we can't quit. You know, we know we have a great defense. We know that this team can play together and we just have to come together. And that was one thing that we did that I felt like for me being here these past three years has really changed. Um, and, and, and everybody's buying into the program. Uh, things are different. Uh, guys are coming in and watching film together wow. as one. Um, and it, it, it just it's just different, man. And the culture is most definitely different. Everybody's buying in. So um, those three losses in the ACC, um, it, it really did. It bothered us a lot, as it should have. Um, and, and we just flipped the switch. Well, was there a moment or was there a – did somebody step up? Was there, was there a defining time that, you know, just happened where – it was like, all right, this stops right now, and we're about to flip this page. Did, did anything like that happen? Uh, most definitely. Um, after the Boston College game, that's when we were like, no, yeah. some, something ain't right. No, something ain't right. So uh, some of our captains spoke up. Uh, we had called a, a private meeting uh, with the whole team, uh, no, co- no coaches involved. Um, and we basically just voiced our opinions of what we felt like the issue was. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we didn't blame it on any of the coaches. We said, what do we do? Yeah. What can we control? Um, and what are we doing wrong that's not allowing us to uh, at least, you know, come up successful in the end? So mm-hmm. um, that was the main thing. That Boston College game, that kind of hit us a little bit different. You know, after that game, everybody was walking around. Uh, the, walking around the facility with their head held high. And that was the best thing about it. Um, nobody came in there and moping. We all came in there with the attitude of how are we going to get better? I love that, man. Hey, those, those player-only meetings, they can get real. And, uh, you know, we as brothers can just, you know, challenge each other differently. And, and when you hear it from somebody that's, you know, grinding, sweating, bleeding with you, it just it hits different. So that, that's awesome to hear that. Let, let's dive into this defense, man, because as you mentioned, that you guys knew – you had this chance to be special because when I look at you guys and, and see the tape, number one in turnovers game, y'all get your hands on the football. You rip it out, you pick it, you do all the things necessary. Number two in sacks with 33 in the entire country. You guys just have this attacking mindset defensively. Absolutely. It's beautiful, man, just seeing it all come it together. <laughs> seeing it all come together. And, you know, Everybody make these plays, seeing uh, Yaya make these plays, seeing Yasir make these great interceptions. It's just it's just beautiful to just see all of this coming together, man. And uh, I just love it. I love the back end of the defense. I love we have me. We have Jarvis that transferred from Florida State. I love how he's balling out. Also, Quincy Riley, um, Kendrick Duncan, like everybody in the back end. Everybody just playing together as one as family. And it's just beautiful, man. Have that. That's the best way to describe it because it really is. I mean, when, when you can see 11 guys on the same page doing the things that are necessary to win a football game, it, it, it's beautiful. And, and it's funny, you know, EJ and I will sit on set, EJ Manuel, and, and we'll just talk about football and there will be things that happen and you just look at it and you're like, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And that's what your defense has, has really been able to do. What What is the mindset of Coach Brown? Because he just seems like such a fun guy to play for. When we spoke to him, his intensity, his knowledge, that has to be fun. Most definitely, it's fun. Uh, the the mindset um, that we brought into this fall camp was respect. Respect to him. Yeah. You know, so right now, every every Sunday we come in after the game, every every practice we have a meeting, the first thing you say, respect to him. 
you know, because at the end of the day, that's what we got to gain. Uh, no matter what, I feel like we we still on that we still on that uh, tour right now. You know, it's still some people that don't quite believe in our defense. They they think that we're okay, but they don't believe that we're absolutely dominant. You know, and yeah. no matter how many shutouts or how many, you know, what I'm saying interceptions or turnovers we get, uh, we're still not dominant in the eyes of other people. So it is okay. <laughs> So that's why we say we're on a respect tour. You know, we earn, that's right. when we earn the respect, we, we most definitely going to keep our foot on the gas. No doubt. Keep waking them up. Keep waking them up. I love that, man. Well, you mentioned a couple of those guys and, and you know, Yaya Diaby and, and talking again with Coach Brown. And he just said, man, he changed his body. He changed his mindset. He became, you know, much more of, of a leader for this team. What did you see from Yaya in the offseason, early in this season and, and maybe right now? Uh, as you guys are rolling? Uh, one thing I seen was he became more of a vocal leader on the team. Um, when he first came in, he wasn't as vocal, but I, I started to see him step up in that realm. And when you become a vocal leader, um, I mean, of course you can be a leader that leads by example, but sometimes when you speak up and people know that you don't talk a lot, people will listen. So um, I think that helped a lot in the defense alignment room because uh, I think a lot of guys look up to Yaya, you know, um, and, and his work ethic too. I know. I think I pretty, pretty much think he stepped it up the whole fall camp. Um, catapult numbers were through the roof. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So I just, I just think he just was dedicated every single day. Was locked in to transition his body to make sure that he gave his all for this team, his family, for himself. Yeah, and he's done that. I mean, just looks amazing. He's gained great weight and, and just killing guys you know, out there on on the defensive line and in that line of scrimmage. Uh, Yasser Abdullah, another guy that, man, he's just a weapon. You know, the things that he could do, getting in the backfield, out in coverage, just always somehow is around the football. What makes him so good as a defensive player? Man, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. So, <laughs> hey, Yasser, so during the Wake Forest game, right? No, it was a pit game, I think, actually. It was the pit game or the Wake Forest game. He just kept on making plays. That was the pit yeah. game, actually. He got yeah, pit. He just kept on making plays, and I'm literally. It's crazy because y'all are in the stands watching or watching on television. I'm actually in the game with him, right. so I'm I'm seeing him make these plays, and I walk up to him right after the play. I'm like, bro, how are you doing this, bro? Like, <laughs> like, 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 oh my gosh, bro, like you, like. I'm trying not to boost his head too much, but I'm like, bro, right. like, bro you're amazing, bro. Like, <laughs> bro, I need an Iron Man like you. But really, I mean, that's what it's like. And that is exactly right. That pit game, I'm looking at his stat line. I'm like, is this Michael Jordan? Like, is he reincarnated as a football player? He literally, he had five things on the stat sheet. You never see a defensive guy doing that, but he was everywhere and he was just in that mode. He was, man. He was. Uh, his, his work ethic is amazing. Um, yeah. another another one of the guys that I feel like he's 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 not as vocal, but he's most definitely will show you by example. A lot of guys look up to that also. They know that he works hard. Um, one of the hardest workers on the team actually. Um, and I think a lot of guys appreciate him for that. Uh, especially me, I love that because looking next to the to my right and to my left and seeing guys that's working hard, it makes me go harder too. Um, right. So uh, it started. In practice, it started in fall camp. It started before the season even started. His mindset, you know. Yeah. So that's the main. That's that's awesome, man. And, and you talk about that, you know, leading by example. It's one thing, you know, to be a 
a rah-rah guy. Like, we got to get people going. But when you just put your head down and you just grind, it, it's just – it's different. And, and people respect that at a different level. So that's cool to hear. Um, you mentioned that Wake Forest game. And I've waited this long. We got to talk <laughs> about it because I was there. I was calling the game. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. It was literally one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Big picture, let's look at the game. And then I'm going to focus on your play because you balled out too, my man. The, the the mindset of the team, as that was happening, like, were y'all just shocking yourselves every time you got your hand on the football? Man, I, I don't know. It felt – I don't know. It was like a video. You couldn't do that in a video game, bro. Like, in Madden, y'all could not do that. And it happened in real life. I ain't going to lie. I seen a post, and it said it's, it's like Louisville turned on rookie mode in the third quarter. I was like <laughs> – Yes, bro. I don't know. It was, it was really amazing to watch, to be honest. Uh, every five seconds – it was like the ball was we either scored or a turnover was happening. Yeah. It was almost like it was destined to happen too. You know. Right. Majority of the games I feel like the refs aren't on our side. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're they're really not on our side as much. Um and it was just like, man, it's okay. We're gonna keep on playing. And I feel like right. we were just went out with the mindset of we don't care if they're a top ten team, number one team, or not ranked at all. We just got to show our respect and show, I mean, show what we can bring to the table so we can gain our respect, you know, right. and it was most definitely fun. It was fun. Yeah. That's probably fun. That's the funnest game I've played in since I've been in college, actually. It, it has to be, man. And, and I'm thinking back to what you said. I, I don't want to attack anybody personally here, but the referees, it, it was a little suspect in that first half where you, you come up. And the PBU, like the balls on the ground, yeah. they call touchdown. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, how is that a touchdown? And I think either before or after, I can't remember, y'all had Sam rip the ball out, and they said, nah, he was down. And so it was like two big things. So I guess mentally, like, where were you guys right then? Was it like, oh, my gosh, here it goes again. Like, these dudes are doing everything for them. What was the mindset right then? Don't blink. Yeah. Don't blink. Yeah. Don't finish. Yeah. It's okay. That's awesome. It's all yeah. right. Next play. It's what it is. Like, <laughs> you got to have it. it you, that's what you have to have. It's what it is. Like, things happen in the game. We talk about it all the time. There's no, no, there's no such thing as a perfect game. Right. At all. So we mm-hmm. had to understand that, like, man, things are going to happen. Like, before the game, we talk about it all the time. Things are going to happen in this game. Adversity is going to strike. And what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the that's the mindset that we have, you know. That touchdown that wasn't a touchdown, you know, it happened. I laughed it off and I said, "Okay, it's cool." And let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's ball. It's all right. That's awesome, man. Well, you did ball. You balled that entire game. I mean, you were all over the place in the backfield, making plays, getting Sam down, a pick six, and and you got your hands on the football a bunch with PBUs, man. The, the tape was impressive enough. When you're going against, you know, those type of wide receivers, some really good dudes that have obviously made a ton of plays, as you just said, the the keep fighting mentality, more so as a DB, like, how do you have that don't blink? How do you have that I have to keep going? Because inevitably, like, big plays are going to happen. If they throw at you 50 times, eventually something is going to happen. How do you just have that mindset to keep going? Uh, the main thing is just as a – since I've been playing DB since I was little, the, the, the main thing I've been told was short-term memory. Next play. Mm-hmm. If I sit there and dwell on that I gave a touchdown up, that play, and I, I think about that the whole game, I'm probably going to give up 
three, four more plays. Right. You feel me? So it's just like mm-hmm. you can't think about anything else. You can think about it after the game. And it's sure. tough. It's one of the hardest things that a DB has to do, a football player has to do, is to think about the next play, even if they gave up something on national television. Like it's tough. Right. And I and I honestly think that it builds you for the real world too. You know? Um just being able to have that Love next that. play mindset. I think that's why they say football is life, because it really translates to life. You feel me? Yeah. Things happen in life yeah. you have to say, man, yeah. okay. I didn't enjoy that moment, but I got to be prepared for the next moment that comes, you know? So that was the main main thing That's about awesome. that, man, is just having that next play mindset. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I love it. That's special, man. And, and you were kind of going after the game, you know, you, you were doing the interview with Taylor and you were just super emotional, which I was up in the booth, bro. I was getting goosebumps. I'm like, man, I want to be down there with that, with that guy. He absolutely played out his mind. What was going through your head? What, why were you just so, why was that moment so emotionally for you? Um, to be honest, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I felt like um, all year, um, I felt like I wasn't trusting myself as much. Wow. So I just came off of an injury last year, um, around this time last year, actually. Um, so that game was a, exactly a year since I got hurt from the NC State game. You know, uh, literally that next day was, you know, was the 31st. Um, mm-hmm. So... You know, just just thinking about it, that NC State game last year, I went, I had a similar game. I went crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. And just to think about it, it was just like, man, this was a great team win, but I was also proud of myself too. Absolutely. So it, it sometimes I feel like we don't take enough recognition to ourselves. Um, in that time, in that moment, I was I was proud of my team, and I was also proud of myself. So it made me. Wow. made me very emotional and especially with a lot I've been going through you know you yeah. go through things so it just sure. it just was a beautiful moment man that's powerful man you, you're bringing the heat right now what, what do you want to do man when you're done playing ball 20 years from now what, what do you want to do when you grow up oh that's that's a great question man one thing that I that I have a passion for um is, is just children um one day I was I wish to you know have group homes um yeah wow and and have a better living for situation for children who I need, you know, um, cause you know, I was in a, I was in a group home before, you know, and, uh, children need, you know, some good parenting in their life. They need Mm -hmm. guidance. Um, and that's one thing that I feel like children are being shorthanded. Uh, so that's one thing that I have a a big passion for. Another thing too, is to have my own restaurant. Most definitely. Come on, man. Dang, dude, you're inspiring the heck out of me right now. That's awesome, brother. That's, I hope you, uh, Keep that head down and, and grind away and, and get a nice head start in life where you can do that and just bless others. That's really cool, man. That, that's amazing. Um, all right, let's tie back in here. We'll, we'll wrap up. I'm sorry to, to go off the beaten path there for a second. The, the, the defense has played really well, and, and kind of because of that, we've seen the offense really pick it up. You guys giving them extra opportunities, kind of that, that confidence, that swagger, you know, has kind of bled over to those guys. You know, Malik – found his rhythm, threw the ball really effectively. How fun is it just to see those guys like Tyon Evans out here, Tyler Hudson just busting open big plays? That's got to be fun to see that explosion on the sideline. Man, it's amazing. Uh, the one, the main thing that from that game yesterday, I mean, I said yesterday, Saturday, <laughs> Saturday from that game, the, the most exciting moment was seeing uh, uh, Tyler Hudson score that uh, TD. 
Yeah. It was just an amazing moment. Everybody on the sideline was just hype. Hype because that was his first touchdown all year. You right. know? So everybody I was even up on the sideline jumping up and down excited. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I was praying for I said, man, he needed I want him to get in the end zone this game, and he got in there, man. And it was just awesome to see, you know, Tyon breaking for those long runs. Any long run, seeing seventy plus yards is amazing. But right. come on, now this college, freaky. this college it's football, freaky. bro. I don't care what you <laughs> say, breaking for that's not easy. No, no, heck no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I could go back there and break for seventy like that. <laughs> <laughs> you take it the other way. You take it the other way, right. 70. That's what you do. Right. That's what you do. Who is, uh, speaking of all just this explosion and, and just these last like 5, 10, maybe even longer, man, 15 years, Louisville has just had these dogs, man, these freaky athletes that are super explosive and fast. Who's the fastest guy on the team right now? Fastest guy on the team right now? Hmm. I say, I say Amari is pretty fast. Yeah, that's what Coach told us. Amari. Or uh, Jawar. He oh, got really? Some, Jawar got some wheels. Yeah. Do, the, do guys ever race? We used at Clemson when I was playing, dudes would race all the time in the summer. Do y'all do that? Do y'all compete like that? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's um, awesome. One guy, see, it was before before uh, Tyler Harold transferred, he was the fastest guy. Yeah. Most definitely. But yeah. um, I think Amari, Amari up there. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love to see that. Okay, well, here's the deal. Before we wrap up, let's look at those Clemson Tigers. You guys are heading to Death Valley. I believe this is your first trip ever there as a player, right? Yep. Wow. So that's crazy how the scheduling and just all this different stuff works. What What do you expect to see from that environment? Because I, I know you know the Death Valley and all the tradition and all the stuff that it comes with. What What are you expecting to see from that stadium? Um, I know it's going to be packed. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. If I don't know anything else, I know it's gonna be packed. Yeah. Um, I know the crowd environment is gonna be is gonna be something. Um, I know it's gonna be loud. Uh, so as a defense, I know we're gonna have to uh, make sure we are getting lined up fast and communicating them calls. Um, that's that's the main thing is making sure that we communicate the calls and get lined up fast. Because when we yeah. get lined up fast, um, we play we play pretty well. Um, it's, it's no question. No yeah, question no, about no that. Question. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what what uh what what kind of problems do you guys hope to create just as a defense with you know all the things you've been doing really well this year? Um, the main thing we just continue to do is just apply pressure. Um, continue to apply pressure to the quarterback. Um, as we've seen, applying pressure to the quarterback kind of changes the trajectory of the game. Especially if we we stop the run. Uh, you have to if it's hard for an offense to continually to drive the field. Um, sometimes offense make their, their, their money off of explosive plays. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the main thing that we want to eliminate is those explosive plays. So, um, I'm sorry. I got a cat. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> You're a cat person. Yes. Oh. <laughs> hold on, bro. How long have you had the cat? What's the cat's name? And how do you not have a dog? This changes everything. We're about to start over. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Hilarious, <laughs> bro. How long have you had the cat? Is that a college cat? You've had it your whole career, or what? No, I got her about. Uh, I got her about two months ago. Oh, so this is brand new. Yeah. How, how did you decide? Have you always been a cat guy? How did you decide on a cat? So, so I had a dog at one point when I was in, back 
back at home. I had okay. a not in Kentucky. Um, I had a pit bull, but I wasn't when I transferred from Liberty. I wasn't sure if I was able to bring him. Right. Um, so I gave him to a family member. Mm-hmm. Uh, came here. I just felt like dogs were kind of high maintenance. <laughs> like dogs are high maintenance, bro. Like cats, they be chilling. Like her name, Bunny. Bunny. All right. So Bunny made a guest appearance there. <laughs> this is hilarious. Oh my gosh. All right. So Bunny, thank you for, for making an appearance. All right. Last one. I'll get you out of here. You got to go hang out with Bunny. You mentioned, you mentioned that gauntlet. Tough stretch to finish the season. You know, last three games. What What's the mindset? Cause you kind of mentioned it, but what's that mindset as you guys are going in and, and wanting to finish at a super high level? Go back to what I said, respect tour. Um, I was definitely just gaining that respect every game. Um, and not worrying about who we are playing. It, it's, it's us against, at the end of the day. It's us against anybody else we're facing. We have to go in game plan, um, watch the film, and dissect it. Um, the main thing is just making sure that we are playing together. And when adversity strikes, we're on top. And just keep on, man. So yeah. don't blink mentality. Don't flinch mentality. Gain respect mentality. Um, and, just, and just go, man. And just be dogs. I love it. Hey, one, one thing, can you do it for me? Can you go beat the hell out of Kentucky, please? Can y'all do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> my man. My man. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Uh, tell Bunny thank you for making an appearance. <laughs> I appreciate you very much, my man. Hey, you too, man. You have a blessing. My man, Keytrail Clark. Wasn't that awesome, KG? I mean, just to hear how wise he was. I mean, the biggest thing that I took away was that, that this young man has been through a bunch. He's faced a ton of adversity and he has just come on the other side, just really, really at a better spot playing at a super high level. And I thought it was super interesting. So KG, I asked him about, you know, after that game, he was doing a little interview and he got super emotional, you know, kind of on the interview talking with Taylor Davis. And I just said, what what happened? You know, why, why were you, you know, that way, what was going on? And he said that was the one year anniversary of when I got hurt. And, you know, just to think of all the stuff that I've been through to get back to this point and to be playing at a super high level, it, it was a ton of fun talking with him. I was so bummed I missed it. I had, I was again in Louisville for hoop stuff. So I had obligations that I just couldn't make it work. But I remember Matt called me, you know, when the interview was done and I answer and Matt goes, Kelly. He was so good. That may be one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. And I was like, wow. And then I got so jealous and I had FOMO, but um, love the interview that you did, Mac. And I just really appreciate getting to know some of these student athletes who you, you really don't know much about them off the field. And um, especially when his cat got involved, that was hilarious. Who knew it was a a shocking, it was a very shocking turn of events because we're just sitting here talking and then all of a sudden, uh, Bunny just comes up and yeets the camera out of the way and says, "Cats be is, like that." They yes, I, I, you will never catch me trying to mess with a cat. They're, me, they're, me neither. They're they're on another level. They're on another me level. Mac and I can agree on that. I I just don't trust, and I completely respect Keytrell and his his cat vibes, but <laughs> I don't trust an animal that hides from me when I get home. You that's know, right. like that's, that's right. why that's why sus. are you doing that? Why are you in my house? Why, why do I feed you? Like that, mm-mm. I'm not good with it. But oh, no. respect. I understand. I, I get that you're a big cat guy. Speaking of Keytrail Clark, this Louisville defense, Mac, let's, let's talk a little bit here about Louisville Clemson. And then 
We'll really break it down on our Friday episode when we break down every game, as you guys know. So Clemson is hosting Louisville. Louisville's now 6-3. and three. They've won four straight games, all four wins by double digits, which is really impressive. Their defense has been very good in that stretch. In, the, in that four-game winning streak, they gave up 17 to Virginia, 10 to Pitt, 21 to Wake, 10 to JMU. So the defense has been balling and getting after the quarterback. Right now, Clemson is a – this is on Tuesday, guys. Right now, Clemson's a seven-point favorite. The total is 51-and-a-half. Let's start with the line, Mac. Do you feel like Vegas has this one right as of now? Yeah, you know, I think the the Death Valley thing is a big deal. You know, the winning, you know, all those games in a row, the, the crowd and, you know, the impact that that's going to have on an opposing team, you know, I, I think is a big deal. I, I think that, you know, the response of Clemson is going to be really interesting, you know, just mm-hmm. after a game that they were, you know, physically whipped on both lines of scrimmage, um, you know, for an entire game. Uh, something where, you know, it's going to be vital for, for them to, to respond to because, as you said, that Louisville defense is for real, and they have some absolute werewolves on the line of scrimmage there. When, when I look at those guys that, you know, obviously uh, Clark there was talking about with Abdullah and, and how good mm-hmm. he is, have a football player, Yaya Diaby and the things that he's done with his body. Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's some guys you better pay attention to, and you better know where they are and, and try to scheme them up the best you can. But, and if you don't, they're going to take advantage of it. I mean, th- this is a very aggressive defense. This is a very attacking defense. With that same breath, they, they've kind of lived and bide down the sword. So th- there's opportunity you know, for big plays if you can have the timing, if you can get the football away. That could be a big if, though, KG. Well, and we talked about this when we were previewing Wake-Louisville. And the idea for Wake was going to be when they are blitzed, when, when you're blitzed, you got to get the ball out quick. You've got to basically attack the attack, if you will. And Clemson, in the last two games, I would say, perhaps since Florida State, Mm -hmm. has not been the aggressor on offense. They have not attacked. They have kind of been knocked back, and then they've gone with the phrase that I think we hear too much of, take what the defense gives you. But I think the way this Louisville defense is going to attack Clemson and try to get after whoever's playing quarterback, we can talk about that too, Mac. I, I don't think you can just say, all right, we're going to be conservative here and take what they give us. I don't think that works against this defense. I think you have to attack it back. Yeah, no, you, you absolutely do. I mean, you have to, to meet aggression uh, with aggression. And, and so at the end of the day, you know, what does that look like, you know, for the Tigers? Because Louisville right. playing at such a high high level right now, blitz 40% of the time, you know, they're top three in the country in sacks, number one mm-hmm. in creating turnovers. Like these guys are going to get their hands on the football. so. You know, what's the plan going to be? How are you going to try to settle that storm, uh, that red storm that is coming to Death Valley in the Louisville Cardinal defense? And then on the other side, you know, for, you know, Louisville to, to see the rushing attack that they had a week ago, to have a couple of hundred yard rushers and, you know, Malik Cunningham, the things that he can do. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, that's where they want to be. That's their bread and butter. You know, running the football and, and just, again, talking with Keytrail about how fun it is for him to see explosive athletes like that get out, get on the field, 70-yard touchdown from Tyon Evans. He said, that's nuts. I don't care what level of football it is. To see a guy you know, run that fast for that long is uh, just super exciting. And then, of course, Tyler Hudson getting in the end zone for the first time last week against JMU. It was a big party. Everybody was excited. Certainly their go-to guy that they heavily rely on. So a couple of guys at Clemson is going to have to know where they are. Uh, and, and then the danger that is Malik Cunningham, he, he's so slippery. He's a guy that as soon as you think he's down, 
you know, he's 30 yards downfield making a big time play with his legs. Very, very true. Malik Cunningham, even though he hasn't had the season passing the ball that we all thought, right. he's still, he, he's been electric with his legs. It rumor, or we've seen on Twitter that perhaps he tweaked his hand again against JMU, but they're saying, you know what, doesn't matter. He's going to play. And he's, it seems like he's kind of been beat up all year and he's just playing through it. From a quarterback perspective, Mac, we know it's going to be Malik for Louisville. When you look at Clemson and you've got this DJ Cade situation, and Dabo said on Tuesday that, you know, Cade deserves more of an opportunity. I don't know what that means. And he kind of also acknowledged that they've put him in in some tough spots. I mean, being backed up on your own four-yard line or whatever it was against Notre Dame. And I know you hate the term leash, the leash on the quarterback, because no matter who the quarterback is, you're implying, like, you only ever use a leash on a dog. It's a weird saying. But how – I'm trying to think of a better word than leash. How, how, how long will this, I can't think of a better word. How long will the leash be for DJU? Yeah. I I think that the, the tolerance level is, is wearing thin. That is so good, Mac. That is how you flip it. Well done. I think that, you know, that there's been a lot of belief. There's been a lot of, of confidence. There's been a lot of trust that, you know, unfortunately is is dwindling quickly just because the results haven't been there. And, and it's it's crazy to sit here and think how and why and when he was playing, you know, DJ Uyunglele at such a high level and then just yeah. instantaneously. Just a month ago. It just disappeared. And, and so for me, you know, not saying that it, he can't still do those things. I think he certainly is going to get every opportunity to do so. But as soon as there's either stagnant, uh, you know, offensive play or negative offensive play, I think Cade's going in, and I don't think that they're going to turn around and look back unless mm. disaster strikes. So, you know, for me, it's, it's going to be a weird situation. Glad I'm not the one making the calls and having right. to do it. Uh, but at the end of the day, you've got to win a championship. There's still a lot out in front of Clemson. And where they are these last two games, that's not getting it done. That's not best as the standard. That's not the level of play you know, that Clemson ever expects to play at. And I know you and I perhaps disagree on playoff chances now. I mean, we'll see. You know, there's so many other teams that could lose, and then things get interesting. But if you want to stay in the playoff race, I mean, you have to win these last three games convincingly. You can't just just fly by. I mean, you've got to win them convincingly. And then, in a in a more re- maybe perhaps realistic sense, there's an Orange Bowl bid on the line, and right. Clemson did not make a New Year Six Bowl last year. Yeah. So you're talking about two straight years with no New Year Six. That, right. that that would be an interesting turn that a lot of people didn't. Didn't foresee. And I think, you know, perhaps a two loss ACC champion still goes to the Orange Bowl. I think so. Yes. And, you know, I mean, is it the ACC champion regardless, Mac? Unless regardless Notre of Dame was in like the top 10, I think they could take Notre Dame. Well, instead. yeah, we'll take, see what happens with that. Yeah, but considering Notre Dame has the head to head, I think you you want to you, you, you want to be convincing yeah. um, in these victories and, of course, win them in order to get to an Orange Bowl, which. Maybe some Clemson fans are saying, eh, Orange Bowl, whatever. But I, to me, I mean, I think the Orange Bowl still matters. And then on the flip side, you've got Louisville possibly fighting for between finishing nine and three, eight right. and four, seven and five. Those are that's a big difference in terms of bowl games. And that can mean a lot for Louisville as well. No, no question about it. I mean, those guys getting back to postseason play, super important for them. I know they're jacked up about it uh, for Louisville. Those seniors, you know, the turnaround that they've kind of had to do you know, mid-career here for for Scott Satterfield. Those guys are jacked up about it. So uh, it, it was a super fun episode, KG. Cannot wait to further break all of this down on Friday. We'll jump into this matchup big time 
Uh, but that's it from us. Another great episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane. Thank you guys for tuning in. Go over to YouTube, mash that subscribe button. It's so fun to see those numbers. You guys have been awesome. Uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in there. And of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Welcome back. You need to come over to YouTube so we can see you guys. It's always a lot of fun to be able to do that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.